them are more than pals Our show can be a little gay But if you're not, that's okay You can listen and have fun either way Xena, Star Wars, Doctor Who Guests and music and reviews Game of Thrones, Winona too I promise there's something for you She nerds out We're girls that like girls That like dirty things Hello and welcome to the She Nerds Out podcast. I'm Kat. I'm Wendy. And I'm Tara. <laughs> Tara, are you okay? My voice is changing. <laughs> On today's episode, we have some uh, nerd news. We're going to be talking about the old guard. But first, Wendy, what are you watching? What am I watching? Oh, by the way, Tara is not here quite yet. She's she's running late, hence the yes. odd voice, uh, you know, <laughs> sad voice uh, parody whatever but um she'll join us later but i am watching you know what i have watched there's a film that someone a guest of snop and her husband have created called outside it mm. is a i've heard you refer, referred to a fort as a 14 minute short the time says 16 it's nitpicky oh. but you know i guess credit to credit it's 16 but it is amy acker and her husband james carpinello um decided we need to do something productive when, and I've heard her talk about this since on other podcasts, but um, basically we've thinking they were just going to be quarantined for like 30 days or whatever. It's like, let's put our time to use and let's make something creative. So they, with James's old iPhone created outside and it's uh it's based on the whole, we can't leave the house quarantine and, um, and, uh, you know, like where she's like, you don't know if there really something out there, a reason you can't leave, can you? And so the paranoia that sort of sets in. Yeah. And, Is it like uh, he, if he's manipulating her to right. make her think there's something going on and maybe there's yeah. not? Yeah. It's very, uh, very well so, done. You know, you don't want to spoil it. It's only 16 minutes. It won't take you long to, to get the ending, <laughs> yes. but it's. But it is fun. She talked about it a little bit when she was on our podcast. But at that time, we didn't know what it was about. She was basically yeah. just saying, I think, camera if we knew it was even a thriller or kind of horror kind of thing. But mm-hmm. um, just talking about her and James doing it. And she was talking about she accidentally really hit him with a wrench. And uh, That's right. But yeah, just the fact that they were able to do this with his phone. And when you watch it, you kind of forget that they're shooting this all themselves. And and this other podcast I was listening to, she talked about, they try to incorporate the kids. And they're just like, not helpful. So she's like, um, <laughs> she's like, fine, fine, go away. Where are you? We'll do it without you. But it's, uh, you know, it's family. It's the kids. They're like, I want to hang out with the parents. I got things to do. You know, they're making this cool movie. And, you know, if they ask any of us, we're like, oh, whatever you need. That'd be awesome. That's so fun. The kids are like, mm. yeah. Um, <laughs> No thanks. But yeah, it's it's really interesting to watch. They they've got a lot of good movement in it as far as um uh, Yeah, some good camera moves. Yeah, like got a fight scene and and some tiny fight scene, but you, then there was a couple times there were a couple times that like there was a move and just one of them's in the shot, but one of them is in theory behind this door and I was like, I wonder who shot this when like she was in the closet and he was out and I'm like, Oh yeah, she's not really in the closet for this shot. <laughs> but you forget about those things. Um, but yeah, it's fun. It's, it's called outside. If you search, I know entertainment weekly covered it and sci-fi wire did a write up on it. And, um, but they have a YouTube channel card called Carpen Acker shorts, basically Carpinello and oh, Acker put fun. together Carpen Acker yeah. shorts. And hopefully they'll be doing more things on, uh, mm-hmm. on their, uh, little YouTube page. Uh, right now it's all, there's the teaser trailer and, and film, but Hey, check it out. It's Amy. Amy did a thing, a cool thing during this uh, quarantine. 
and it's and good too. James, and it's good. Yeah, it's it's um, I like the look of it, and they all the the sound and the music and the effects um mm-hmm. were sort of friends that like, hey, we're not doing much, you yeah. know, we'll help you out. So pays to be good people and have good friends in the biz who are also not working, so they just want something. To exactly. Do. do you know how long, how many days it took them to shoot? I can't remember. I don't think it was a whole lot of time. I think they had this feeling of, um, you know, we're not going to be quarantined that long, so let's get it done. So maybe, like, I would yeah. guess a couple of weeks. She she had mentioned that she, um, like, they'd shoot it, like, an hour in the morning. The kids were doing school, so, like, they were doing their school. They'd go shoot a little <laughs> bit, and then come fix some lunch, and then shoot for another couple hours in the afternoon. So it was um, just sort of doing it when they could, you know. Got it. But it was all at home, yep. so it's not like you had to travel to location. And um, but yeah, so it's it's Amy. The first thing I know of that she's written that now has been filmed. So I hope she writes more. And I think she's got other tricks up her sleeve of things she wants to do. So this is That's exciting, this is a pretty cool start. All right. So and you said it's YouTube, right? We can find it on YouTube, right? Yes, Everybody YouTube. at home who wants to check it out. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, all I've been wa- rewatching is Winona Earp, which we'll talk about in a minute. Uh, but that's kind of it. Yeah, I haven't really. You're all ventured. on the obsessed Winona train. <laughs> it's hard, man. It's hard not to be. Yeah. Well, that's true. That's true. Uh, on my rewatch, I was I was pretty excited to do the rewatch. Oh, I am also watching Shield. By the way, it's got like oh, cool. I think two episodes left in the whole nice. series. Okay. It's been it's been really good this year, and I've um I've been I I'm gonna miss it. I like that show. I watched it from the beginning, and uh, a lot of good people on there. But that's. Really, it and then my usual hometown obsession on HGTV. <laughs> so, well, well, and I, I've, I've continued to watch Alone, right? That survivalist show that oh, I yeah, talked about yeah. a couple weeks ago. Um, but uh, yeah, and I watched this the Amy's movie, which was cool. Mm-hmm. It's kind of it. Yeah, it's kind of it. Hmm. Yeah, I feel like it's a. I don't know. I haven't really. I guess, you know, leading up to Winona coming back, I was really focused on just catching up with Winona. So now that it's back, I have that free time that I don't know what to do with. I've yeah. got some shows <laughs> I should probably get back to watching. And, uh, you know, while we're all still just sitting around. Exactly. There is a show oh. I'm going to insist you watch, but we'll get to oh. that in the Emmy talk. Oh, oh I don't oh, think you watched it yet. Yeah. Uh, and I, I forgot I was going to ask you. So you, did you say that S.H.I.E.L.D. is ending? This is the yeah. last, last season. Okay. Yeah. A couple of years there ago, you. season five, I believe they were the ratings weren't great. And I think a lot of people thought, oh, this is probably the last season. They're going to be canceled. And then they said, no, no, you're renewed for two more seasons. So that Whoa. was a, kind of a surprise. But the season's been really good. So I'm glad they stuck around. Good. We'll so they're going out all up. Going out on a high note. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So far, it's been a great season. Yeah. Well, all right, then. And now, nerd news. Nerd news. So the, 20, the 2020 Emmy nominations are out. Let me and let me do one more nerd news topic. I'm going to stop you right there, Kat. I'm this stopped. is truly nerd news, but because this Emmy conversation is going to get in depth, as mm. it should. But mm. I just want to point out that the SpaceX mission on the day that we're oh, recording yeah. this, I was going to say crash landed. It didn't crash land. It <laughs> splash landed into the ocean. And uh, it was a, the successful, it was called a test mission to make sure it was viable for like sending humans up into space and whatever cool. it is, call it what you want. It was pretty cool. And so it, I watched this today as it landed and it took forever to like go through all the procedures and precautions and get the astronauts out. And they're like, yeah, it's wow. all good. They're like chilling out. You know, they can't walk. They're putting them on gurneys. But um, 
yeah, so that is that is as exciting as it gets. And it sounds like, you know, you look at the SpaceX website and see what they're doing. You're like, this is kind of the future we always thought it might be, like this cool, sleek. I mean, they, mm. they talked about how it wasn't sleek. It's dirty and it's like, you know, a bunch of engineers doing their thing. But it kind of has that feel of this is kind of cool, sexy space travel. Because I want to let you know, there is a rideshare program for going into space. <laughs> and the best part of it is, the little tagline says dedicated rideshare missions as low as 1 million search flights below. Oh. Like I like how they say as low as 1 million. So if you have 1 million lying around and want to rideshare up into space. <laughs> rideshare. Uh, you know, I'm going to wait till the prices drop a little bit. Probably a good call. Make sure get get a get few more flights uh, up and back. And yeah. There, there is a moon mission. I think that they're talking about on the horizon called Artemis, which is cool. I like um, that. But anyway, yeah. So I just had to acknowledge like that is real very, nerds doing nerdy yeah. things that are awesome. And so keep up with that. It's it's a, you know, you watch it and everything goes perfectly. But, you God. know, just the tiniest little thing being off could be tragic. So. No, for sure. And yeah, no, that you're right. That is very nerdy news. That is nerdy news. And it just happened today, you know, on the Sunday that, that we're talking. So yeah, but no. it's really cool. I want to keep up with this and not just the fake sci-fi that i yeah. tend to gravitate towards too but i want to watch the exactly. real science stuff too if, if you could afford it would you go into space in a heartbeat yeah, yeah. me too i think i'd throw up on the way i'm pretty oh, sure yeah. i'd be one of those <laughs> guarantee i mean i'm not usually one to get seasick or plane sick or anything but yeah that's a whole different level of um, it is fear and nerves and there, you know there's always the chance of course there's always a chance no matter what you do that something bad could go happen but yeah i'd do it for sure. Same. So if anybody has a million dollars, they want to loan me. <laughs> let's do it. Or just give you. Oh, true. That's that's probably better. <laughs> give better. It, just give it. I'm not going to pay it back. Nope. Unless I get all these endorsements from my space travel. <laughs> and get then, you some sponsors. All right. Sorry, uh, I had to hijack there for a second. No, I appreciate for it. I'm glad you- science. Science. I'm glad you did. So the Emmys, they came out. And this is a very strong year. There are a lot of packed categories. Uh, and, you know, we won't, we won't go through every single one. But, you know, I can tell you that I'm super excited that Schitt's Creek got nominated for a ton of Emmys. Yes, you are a fan of the. I'm a huge fan. So 19 in, in total. And a lot of like, you know, all the actor categories, uh, supporting and, and lead were nominated. So. I, you know, I've just, I really hope they give it to Catherine O'Hara. I, I, I what love her so much. did she lose to last year? I remember you were really rooting for her last year, but I don't remember yeah. who she lost to. I forget. And it's a bummer. So this is the last year, you know, they, this, this show's over. So this is it. Would so she be in the same category as Phoebe Waller-Bridge? Um, you know what? Let's take a look. Because I feel so, like that might have been who she lost to. At comedy, uh, lead actor. So it looks like no. I think. Uh, oh no, I bet that's it. Yeah, that would make sense for Fleabag last year. Yeah, I yeah. feel like she, she might have was. won, but yeah. I couldn't swear to it. But she seems like she always wins for Fleabag, so it seems like a good bet. Exactly. Um. So that's what I'm most excited about, and you know, we can definitely. I have a list of things I'm excited about. But what about you, Wendy? What was what were the nominations or show or our person that you're most excited about? Uh, number one and two, I guess. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Gene Smart and Regina King for Watchmen. Yes. Both Huge. of them. Uh, yeah, Watchmen got like, I can't remember. Uh, 26. Oh, 26. That's right. I thought I was exaggerating in my head, but no. I wasn't. Amazing. Yeah. Regina King and Gene Smart. And some of the men were nominated from the show as well. But those two get mm-hmm. out. Now, here's the thing. I'm all in on Gene Smart. She is in a horrendously hard category. I mean, she's up against Margot Martindale. Come on. Uh, Regina King, I could see. I mean, Kate Blanchett is also in her category. We will like Kate Blanchett too. So if you know she wants, all right. But I, Regina King and Gene Smart for Watchmen. The fact <sighs> yes. that it got so many, and I was looking through the list. And by the way, my hand hurt from scrolling through all the the list of nominees because there's so many, so many. But there was like one or there were one or two episodes of Watchmen. I thought uh, it's probably going to all the Emmys are going to be on those two. But I kept seeing darn near every like individual title of episodes like. All around the board, almost every episode were it was nominated nominated for something. For something. Yeah, it's um, true. But um, now, I forget. Had you watched Watchmen? Uh, yeah, I we I got caught up uh, a couple months ago. Oh, you did finish it. Okay, well yeah. then you've done your homework. Never mind. Because yeah, I was no, going to say, sure. if you had not watched, I think it's called this extraordinary being where they flash back into oh. where the when, oh yes. Um, um, basically you see how it was as hooded justice comes to be and yes regina and black or, and white and that was as a post-production person i was like you have to watch that that um, is a phenomenal piece of television that hour is incredible yes. and i feel like that and maybe one other dominated the nominations but almost every episode mm. was mentioned for something i feel like incredible um those are yeah, my two it, mm-hmm. well and it's such a big deal you know, speaking of Watchmen, because um this is a, it's a, it's a genre show. It's a comic book mm-hmm. show, and but it's also I think cons- I think it qualifies as uh, prestige television. It was just so fucking good. Pardon my language. Um, I'm so excited to see it nominated um, because it's transcended the genre. Right? It's it's just good television. And you don't have to be a nerd to to enjoy seeing Regina King kick ass and Gene and Smart be a did. boss lady and yeah. Yeah, I'm. I am such a huge fan of, of Watchmen. I'm bummed that, that we're not going to get another one, another season. I hope they clean up. God, I hope Regina King wing wins. I really, really want her to win that Me category. Too. Me too. And I haven't seen Mrs. America that Kate Blanchett has nominated. Been nominated. I'm sure she's fantastic because she always is. But my sure. thing is just well, I then, want so, Regina King so bad. So let's talk about that category. So lead actress in a limited series or movie. It's Kate Blanchett for Miss, Mrs. America. Shira Haas for Unorthodox, which is an incredible uh, show, which uh, Leah and I binged through that so quick. Mm-hmm. Regina King for Watchmen. Octavia Spencer for Self Made, uh, inspired by the life of Madam C.J. Walker. And Carrie Washington for Little Fires Everywhere. That's a very difficult category. I feel like every category is difficult it's, because yes. there's so much. And you see all these um, articles about, oh, who was snubbed? And I think, yeah, there were snubs. But where do you put it? Who do you kick off the list? That's the thing, right? You know, there's just so much good TV right now all across the board that I don't know how you. And they did expand, I feel like, some of the categories like from five to eight for a show at least. But I, think I don't right. know who you get rid of on these lists. And then if you go over to Jean Smart's category, uh, supporting actress in limited series or movie, she's with Tony Collette, Margot Martindale, which you mentioned, uh, Holland Taylor and Tracy Ullman, along with Uzo Adubu, Aduba, which I'm sure she's great. Oh, no, she was in. Yeah, she's she plays um, Crazy Eyes, doesn't she? In uh, I think so. Orange and the Black. That's another insanely good category. 
And if yeah. you're anyone in that category, you're just like, well, I'm considered as good as all these other, like, it would be honestly an honor just to be mentioned Seriously. with all those women, oh, yeah. you know? I mean, like, supporting actress drama. Meryl Streep is in your category, okay? <laughs> exactly. You're not just there with some random TV people. Meryl Streep is in your category. And then uh, again, Laura Dern, if you're, if, if Danny if Newton. You're gonna, I mean, if you're going to lose to somebody, lose to Meryl Streep. I would be just <laughs> as proud of losing to Meryl as I would to win. I really think if I if I won without Meryl, I would be just as proud as if I lost in a category to Meryl. Because that's so like crazy. I lost Meryl Streep is almost as cool as saying I won. Um, sure. Well, okay, but, lead actress, uh, Jennifer Aniston, Olivia Coleman, Jodie Comer, Laura Linney, Sandra Oh, and Zen- Zendaya. You know, okay, These I feel like there's no chance Zendaya's going to win because I feel like it's one of those, wow, she's nominated. Good for her. Exactly. But who knows? Like, what if she did? Uh, she and I, it, sucks, it. I don't know. It, it sucks that Jodie and Sandra kind of cancel each other out. But um, Here's the thing. Uh, I would feel like, I feel like Sandra Oh and I saw comments that, that she just wasn't in it as much. Oh, interesting. Um, and I still say Jodie Comer. I mean, I've always, from the beginning of Killing Eve, I was more of like, I really love it for Sandra Oh. This year, I think Jodie Comer won me over. And that episode, I think, Are You From Pinner? I think, or Primer, Pinner, uh, was the one episode that I remember thinking, dude, hmm. this is it. She's getting it again. <laughs> I'm really curious to know what she submitted. Because don't they submit an episode or is it like a compilation? I think it's one. It's an episode. I'd be really yeah. curious to know. I assumed that's what she submitted because she was so fantastic. And um, But then again, look who you're up against. I just don't think Sandra Oh had the season that would, be, that would win it this year, even though I love Fair Sandra enough. Oh. Yeah. Um, and speaking of genre, yes. Mandalorian. Mandalorian That's a 50, shock. I know. Fi- speaking, I mean, honestly, speaking of transcending a genre, 15 nominations, pretty darn good. Including, including best drama. And guest actor for Giancarlo Esposito. Right. And I think voiceover by the guy that I can't ever say his name, Taika Waititi. Oh, yes. He voiced <laughs> IG-11 and directed. But that, yeah, that got a lot of nominations all over the place. Pretty good. Pretty good. It's a good year for uh, genre TV. I feel like, and we always gloss over Stranger Things because I don't know, I don't watch it, but I love that show. Yeah, it's nominated. It's up there, nominated. What We Do in the Shadows, that's sort of genre comedy, isn't it? In Vampires? It is. And it got a lot of nominations this this year. I feel like, here's my thing too, Little Fires Everywhere. I have no idea what the show's about, but I feel like when you're watching a movie and they have a fake Oscar telecast... (laughs) <laughs> That's one of the names I like nominated for best drama. Little fires everywhere. I feel like it's one of those made up names from a fake <laughs> ceremony that it just doesn't sound like a legit name to me, but <laughs> I'm sure it's really good. Um, Maya Rudolph has three nominations. I wanted to randomly point out that I noticed that. I think two best starring in comedy, one for Saturday Night Live, and I think one for The Good Place, and then like a voiceover from something else. And she cracks me up, so good for her. She's great. I love her so much. I do love Maya Rudolph. Let her show up on every award show to present something because she's yes please westworld and again westworld we're completely just not even talking westworld it got a lot of nominations and it's obviously genre i mean it's genre tv is up there where uh it's nominated it is it's It's getting it's respectably nominated it's it's a lot of the you know taken over yeah handmaid's tale is that sort of genre or like dystopian universe kind of genre yeah i I guess it's kind of like it, you could stretch it a bit and consider it genre. <laughs> I could see that. Um, 
There's another thing I was going to. Oh, I will point out. I was very disappointed that uh, Mr. Robot got nothing other than mm. it was like it was some random category, like incorporating your internet promotion with your TV. It's not like Westworld <laughs> oh, was in there and Mr. Robot. But I think it's I, I watched the, this last season and it is as stellar as anything you could see. The the, the things they did, the acting, hmm. it was ridiculous. But I think it suffers from it was gone for two years. All these trendy shows have come up to sort of like be more buzzy and got it. it's been rewarded before so they're like oh yeah we've seen mr Owell. i don't think it just got the the excitement after being gone for like two years year and a half but you know that thing i i'd put it up against anything else nominated it was so good this last year but yeah no you know, I, you're a big fan of that show uh, too bad. And I, yeah i loved it i just think that's just so much tv and it, it almost have to be just a a show that people are talking about and people know, and that's, I mean, that has to be good, but also yeah. really good and being talked about to really exactly. get noticed. And so. which I feel like su- succession is that show, right? So like, I know a lot of people have talked about it. A lot of people love that show. I've never seen an episode of it, but it got a lot of nominations and it's like, well, maybe I should be watching succession. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I've I never know. had the interest in watching it, but you know, I'm sure it's good. i mean i've heard wonderful that it's really good but yeah i don't know i feel like in it like a business tycoon kind of yeah i think it's like a family of uh you know billionaires and their fight the this is my very like basic you know guess is that it's you know the power struggle and right well here's my thing Mm. i have no interest in watching that However, <laughs> if it was the same plot, but with the backdrop of they're also try- because the way, like they know the world is ending in an apocalyptic fashion, and so their survival also depends on that, or the some sort of genre weird element with, to it, then I'd be like, yeah, oh, I totally want to watch that. But oh, it's just regular <laughs> people, like businessmen, just doing stuff to make money. No, I don't care. That's okay. a fair point. That's a very fair point. I don't disagree. That's uh yeah. But um yeah. I don't know. Lots of lots of categories, lots of lots of tough tough categories Very and tough. um and you kind of mentioned, you know, people were complaining about some snubs. I think the the biggest uh snub in general was there's there are no Latinx performers nominated. Right. Uh, but there's a lot of people of color nominated this year, a lot of black people, which is great, including Billy Porter for Pose. Have you ever seen Pose, Wendy? I have not. I have not. Leah and I started it from season one a couple, couple of weeks ago. We we're we're going to slowly make our way through it. And just from the couple episodes we saw, it's a it's a great show. Baron, mm-hmm. we're, we're way behind on this, but it, it's an awesome show. And none of the trans actors were nominated on that show either, which is also And they have, I mean, from what we've seen, incredible performances. So that's kind of disappointing to see. Um, But Billy Porter is, uh, he's a national treasure. And I feel like, too, how many of these names that you see in these lists are people that you haven't heard of before? That's a very interesting point. Maybe one every once in a while. But I feel like, and maybe it's just because they're always good. But it's like, I don't see any names that I'm like, oh, here's like this random actor playing this character on a show that I had never, you know, like I'd never heard of this part. There's a couple here and there, but for the most part, they're all yeah. people that you've heard of for a long time. You're right. And like looking at the, because everyone's doing TV now, right? Like, you know, TV is now uh, considered as respectable as, as film. 
Yeah. So you I see Meryl Streep and you yeah. see, you know, uh, name any of these women like incredible talents. Who do you who who would you leave out of the lead actress drama category for someone from Pose? I don't I don't know a lot of these shows well enough, but that's a tough category. You know, yeah. Jen, uh, Jennifer Aniston, Olivia Coleman, Jodie Comer, Lauren Lynn. Like that's a tough category. Yeah, I don't know. It's mm-hmm. like there's just so many and there's it's just there's hardly room for it's almost like, OK, we nominated him. That's the nod to the show, like Billy Porter. Yeah. Um, yeah. But there's just because there is there's just I mean, and I think every once in a while someone breaks through that, but it's tough. It is tough. Like, uh, it seriously so- is an honor to be nominated at this point because there's just so much out there. No, for sure. So, you know, I'm definitely going to be rooting for Shit's Creek. Um. Uh, you know, Watchmen, 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 Watchmen. Gene yeah, I'm King. rooting for that to do whatever they do. And, yes. you know, I mean, Gene Smart, I think the one out of all of them, I just, Gene Smart for me. Hmm, really? I just, yeah. I just, she just, I don't know. I, I mean, because I really liked Regina King too, but I just feel like Gene Smart came in. I was like, oh man, she, she's loving this. She's <laughs> chewing it up, spitting yes. it out, loving this part. And, uh, yeah, but again, and so did Regina, though. She, Regina was just that rock solid presence of, um, you know, playing this uh, woman who runs around uh, in a mask, sister nun, or whatever. And it's like, but yet you feel like, yeah, no, I buy it. Totally buy all of this. Totally. Yep. So we'll see. Um, they're not sure. I think it's the end of September. Uh, all virtual. They are, so is it officially all virtual? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it has to be, right? Yeah. It would, ha- it would have to but be. But they're, they're going ahead and doing it just, yes, again. And it sounded like, I don't know how they're going to, like, if they're going to tell the actors beforehand so they right. can record something. Because it sounded like they talked about, I feel like they put out a thing that said, hey, if you want to wear, dress up for it. We'd, mm. we'd love that. If you want, if it's 3 a.m. when this is happening. And so maybe not. Maybe this is, they expect them to all be live or wherever they're going to be. So if you'd rather just be in your nice PJs with a glass of wine, you can do that too. Interesting. Um, yeah, but it's all wherever you are. Well, that could ceremony. be, that could, I mean, if it is live and they're finding out right before, you mm-hmm. know, uh, the Zoom call turns on, like that could be really kind of entertaining. I I watched Could be a train wreck, but the yeah I watched the daytime Emmys. I feel like that was very pre-recorded. Mm. Like there were definitely they had their little speeches that they'd recorded, but I don't think they had. I, I don't really remember, but I don't think he had like the five boxes with the nominees all sitting at home. Like, oh, I'm right. not gonna win. <laughs> That'd be weird. I don't think they. I think they like someone read the the nominations and they showed video of the people and then they announced the winner. Got it. So we'll see. It's we'll see. everybody's figuring it out <laughs> how mm-hmm. to do all these things. Exactly. Um, hey, if the NFL can do the draft, they can do the Emmys. Sure, because that was pretty elaborate and very well done by the NFL. Huh. So I didn't see yeah. it. Obviously, it was it was it was good. It was. I think people liked it. They like because usually the and then it will probably it might add something like this for the Emmys too. Like they had the instead of the top draft candidates showing up all in one location and walking across the stage. I mean, they missed out on that and meeting the uh, right. the commissioner, but they got to see them at home with their families and these people mm. who've always, you know, because a lot of times some of their families probably come, but you don't get that moment all the time. But this is like a lot of them with their families and That's whoever cool. they want. This is, and I guess it was pre, I mean, it was obviously during COVID. So they 
a lot of them just had their immediate family, but um, yeah, you got to see them just hanging out on their couches and their families getting excited. And um, so it added a little something and the coaches all doing their thing in their little offices. And, but yeah, it was a lot of cameras, a lot of different places and they Hmm. pulled it off really well. Nice. That's fun. So go to the NFL people and figure out what they did and do it for the Emmys. (laughs) Let them do it. Moving on. Wendy, did you know that Ellen DeGeneres sucks? (laughs) (laughs) What a way to put that. Uh, So recently, uh, it was announced that Warner Brothers Studio, or the head of Warner Brothers, they're they're looking into allegations that there's some misconduct or some, you know, uh, a toxic work environment on the uh, at the production and set of Ellen, the Ellen show or at the, the talk show. So there's, you know, there's an article in Buzzfeed that came out. It's, it's a lot of previous and current employees talking about horrible things that they've been, uh, experienced on that show. And um, not a lot of people are surprised to hear this in town. Nope. And it's, uh, it's, it's complicated, you know, cause like uh, Ellen has done so much for, uh, the LGBTQ plus community. She was a trailblazer. She sacrificed her career to come out and be sort of, you know, uh, one of the only representations of a lesbian on TV ever. Mm-hmm. From for that, we owe her. I, you know, I, I was a huge fan of her show even before she was out. I went I to was a taping too. of her show. Yeah. Like, you know, I've been watching her stand up since she was yeah. had a, since she had a mullet. <laughs> yes <laughs> phone call to god a little bit exactly so I, i've always been a fan but then you know uh, because i i work and know people who work in la there's been stories going around for years and this is not a surprise to a lot of people but it sucks it still sucks yeah i because w- i just moved out here almost eh, just a few months away from two years ago and i was talking to a guy at work and i remember he told me one of the things you hear is what yeah. a horrible person Ellen is and how no one can stand her. And she's completely opposite of what you'd expect. And I was shocked. And I was like, no, Ellen, she just she's, she seems so wonderful. And and he's like, no, it's, it's the sort of the thing, you know, you find out. And I even saw a tweet once that said, within a few months of moving to LA, you find out either two, one of two <laughs> things happens. You get a parking ticket or you find out what a jerk Ellen is. And and I feel like, uh, and I feel like there was an article sometime around there that I read where it's basically saying, you know, how the f- and maybe part of it was with the talk show, like fans, yeah, you know, they want her to be nice, happy, hug them, Ellen, and oh, dance for us, Ellen, and maybe that just turned her bitter. Maybe she was always kind of like this, but it just feels like the disappointing thing is it's such a contrast to what she puts across that everybody should be kind and be these wonderful people, but instead, apparently, she treats her crew like crap. And yeah. some of the guests and you don't want to, you know, but that the, the incredibly nice Ellen is uh, all for show. And I'm sure some of there are people that she's great with who she feels like are on her level. Sure. But not everyone, I'm, apparently. No. And, you know, um, it's hard because she is probably the only gay person or lesbian that a lot of people in some parts of this country know. Mm-hmm. You know, like she she has to represent uh, an entire community. And that's not fair. Like that's, you know, I'm sure that's not why she she has a talk show. But in any event, you know, she has brought uh, the, you know, being gay to middle America and she's normalized it. She's, you know, as you say, she's so personable. She's fun. She She never shied away from it on her show. Like she never. 
she basically talked openly about it. Yeah. And that's great. And she, you know, be, again, she's a trailblazer. She's done a lot uh, for this community. So like whenever, you know, like, you know, uh, Leah's mom is a big fan. And so we've never told her like, oh, by the oh, way, really? you know, it's because we don't want to ruin, yeah. you know, her, her image because, you know, if, if she's bringing, if she's making some gay kid in Oklahoma's life a little easier because that kid's mom loves Ellen, mm-hmm. keep doing it. You know what I mean? Right. Like that, that, that's a very powerful thing that she, that she does. So at the same time, you can't treat people bad. And not expect people to talk because everybody in town talks because, you know, Wendy, don't don't take that job because this person sucks. Like, you know, you don't want your friends to be to, to walk into a, a shitty right. uh, work uh, environment. But so we'll see what comes out of this investigation. I mean, I I don't know. There's r- rumor I saw the other day, like, oh, maybe she's going to just walk away from the talk show or I don't know. I, I don't know what I don't know how this ends for her, but um, it's uh, hopefully hopefully some of the people who were treated poorly uh, will get some sort of indication out of this. Yeah. I feel like I saw, I mean, before this became a big story, you know, cause it is annoying that they had these stories come out about some of her executive producers like, Oh, that's unacceptable. And, uh, and there are people like, uh, Ellen, it's kind of starts with you and you're no different <laughs> yeah. and not necessarily in whatever they were. I mean, it says they were had sexual misconduct. So I don't know that she's doing that, but just being, rude and a horrible boss but um right starts at the top yeah exactly and i feel like her producers are probably i don't know i i wonder how many non-disclosure agreements have been signed on that set Mm. to where Mm -hmm. like i feel like if all of a sudden she's throwing them under the bus like i it wouldn't surprise me if they came out and said darling you were around for most of that and you didn't care and now all of a sudden it's you're condemning us kind of thing but who knows i don't know what was going on backstage but just feels like uh i I was surprised how when i told people who don't live here Mm. like in the recent past like about how you don't hear anything good about her and it's kind of known they were shocked Mm -hmm. like i forget you just don't hear these things but now it's definitely becoming more public so we'll see but i always loved Mm -hmm. Dawn. i thought i liked that she was a nice clean comedian who seemed like a nice person and i don't know if something changed along i mean if she was always really kind of a jerk or if it just changed the more famous she got. I don't know. Or the talk show maybe just put too much on her. Yeah. So. I don't know. It's It just sucks. It's all It sucks all around. Yeah, because I you want her to be what she seems to be. Yeah. It's for the good of all of us, for that person. Like, you know, whenever moms would talk about, oh, how horrible gayness is and lesbians are and protesting Hallmark, how many of those same moms protesting Hallmark would love to go see the Ellen show and dance? Exactly. Oh, look, Ellen, dance with me! <laughs> you know, but, you know, their own kid comes out and they may not, they're like, oh, I don't want it to be you, just put that Ellen. She's funny, so she can be gay. But right, not you. exactly. It's a bummer. It's disappointing, for, for sure. And we'll I didn't see. want to believe it when I heard it, but I keep I hearing it. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to ignore if, ever, you know, you hear it, you hear it enough, it's hard to ignore. Well, here's a more fun topic, Wendy. Guess where we're going? She Nerds Out presents Live from Purgatory. It's like we never left. (laughs) I don't think you did. (laughs) I have not left. I am coming to you live in Purgatory. I refuse to leave. It's a fun place to be, maybe, unless you're in the garden, because that's a little scary. It looks like a terrible place. So, um, last week we recorded, uh, our 
immediate reactions. And of course, we missed some stuff. And there was a, you know, it was a lot going on. There was a lot of emotions involved. So I'm curious to hear the stuff that you picked up on on a second or third or fourth or whatever you did viewing. Yeah, we might have, we might have most of the same, but we'll see. So the big one for me was, and uh, going back, I think I've gone back and maybe watched the show three times. Was that was that one shot? It's mm-hmm. the it's like a two minute over two minute long shot. It goes from Valdez with Winona and Nedley. Oh, it starts before that. It starts with him walking. It in does. The door. It's the beginning of that scene, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, they it's, walk in it's, and they have like a little chat in the kitchen, and then yeah. And then the camera moves over. The lights go out, and it's Jeremy actually writing it. And then he goes through his thing. He gets shot by the taser thing, and then the camera does this cool kind of turning thing. And we're back in with Winona and Nelly. That is impressive. It was ridiculously impressive. And I didn't, because yeah. you mentioned after I said something to you about it, that it was in the behind the scenes where they talked about it. I'm like, oh, I didn't even, yeah, I was watching it thinking, holy crap, I didn't realize it the first <laughs> time. And then I wanted to go back and watch the behind the scenes because that was an impressive bit of camera work, lighting, coordination of actors, props. Yeah. Everything. Because, so like if, yeah, you notice that uh, with Jeremy, you know, Nicole is, on, is 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 slumped over in her chair and Robin is lying on the table. That is Cabrell. So yeah. that is her. She's just sitting there. She doesn't say a damn thing. Like as soon uh, as the camera pans off, they just stick them there. <laughs> exactly. And then, and then as soon as it goes back, and then I guess then that was it, but they didn't have to take them back off. But right, yeah. they don't go back in. So cool. What a great idea. And like, that's kind of risky. Like what if, you know, to, for over two minutes to shoot one, well, two scenes really, that could take all day. Like if you well, don't, just, if yeah, the if lighting I, and yeah, everybody's got to be on their game. So that's, you just got to get it right cool. once. All yeah. it takes is once. Exactly. So that no, was, that was for me. No, that was huge. That was, uh, one of those. Yeah. You definitely don't realize till you watch it through what they did. Mm-hmm. At least most yep. I didn't. Uh, um, what else you got? What we, well, what I did not mention last time when we all caught was the warrior princess reference at the very beginning. Yes. Uh, Nedley calls Winona Warrior Princess. That's pretty great. Nod to Xena. Always like that. Uh, when Kate is telling her version of the story of what happened versus what Mercedes says the version of the story is what happens is two very different things. <laughs> Kate oh, yeah. What was says, Kate's version? Oh, yeah. What was the version? So Kate says, like, oh, as soon as the truck showed up, Mercedes took off faster than a real Mercedes. <laughs> and then Mercedes' version is like, oh, Kate told you know basically kate sacrificed herself for uh, me so i okay. could get away and i think she like put the glimmer mm, on me because I, I don't know why i was running. yeah that was a very different version of events that is interesting <laughs> did not pick that up um and no there, there's no time jump so basically you know there's no time between end of season three and the beginning of four right and one way they cover that it was nedley says oh it snowed again <laughs> that's why there's snow everywhere um, uh, what about, and Winona what about had you? time to change her shirt. Oh, that's right. Which I wonder why she did that. Uh, well, the thing was like a crop top. She probably was like, uh, this is not I smart. Guess. Fair you enough. Know. She had to change her clothes. She'd been doing stuff. No, you're right. You're right. <laughs> um, uh, what about you? What'd you catch? Well, here's one thing I have changed my opinion on. Ooh. So when Waverly, you know, she sees the four books or whatever you want to call them. Yeah. I, I originally thought, oh, she probably picked, uh, picked Nicole. That's why she showed yeah. up. Maybe blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I'm changing my vote. Because okay. I didn't realize the first time, it doesn't say Waverly Earp. It says Waverly Gibson, Gibson on her book. 
And yeah. so I thought, you know, she just left this fire thing where she's like, oh, Nicole, you know, brown hair. Like, she's sort of already forgetting her. And I feel like this Waverly would be more interested in like, oh, this one's my book. I want to see what's all about me and my place in this garden as opposed to, oh, Nicole, I want Nicole's book. So she's already kind of like having to remind herself who Nicole was. Wendy, so I think that's you're why right. I'm like, I think she picked her own book. Yeah, I think you're right. And I, yeah. Um, so we'll see. Uh, and then mainly just little random things that cracked me up. Um, the whole, the beginning, like I think I, I, I la- cracked up it at the time where Wynonna's like, walking through the up the steps going to the garden to get her people back and she falls and i just love nedley's dang it all to hell like he just to me he cracked me up this whole episode just the delivery um yeah again uh little things i'm not one that usually uses jesus as any sort of like just throw off word but yes monkey jesus did make me laugh i will have to say that <laughs> although it's not one that i generally throw around in that way but Monkey, anything with monkey involved makes me laugh. So uh, I have to give it for that. Uh, I liked how every time the first couple times I talked about Valdez, I like how when any show kind of has a, like a little like talks about a Hispanic character or a story, yes. like the music both times, like like had that little sort of Spanish flair to it. Like, oh, Val- oh yes. this is Valdez. You know, so that made me laugh. I love that. Um, Winona's line of something I forget what the rest of it I just wrote not a Shakespeare <laughs> like I'm a whatever not a Shakespeare that made I'm me laugh because everything Melanie does makes me laugh um, the line about something faces to uh, Mercedes about faces ripped off <laughs> represent yes. um, Doc's Doc's little slide to Waverly when he gets there yeah pulling the giant ball of crap out of the hole and then I don't know I just like when characters slide into helping someone else I don't know yeah. I like the slide my last thing was how awesome Garden of Eden looks I do love what they've done with the the snowy monuments and and just like the one right. random tree so it's a cool look it, it's I'm intrigued it by this whole it's creepy it's minimal but it's creepy this whole Garden yes. of Eden thing and I'm it curious is. to know what's going down in that garden for sure. And yeah, I, I'm with you. I think, I don't think that she picked Nicole. I think that's too easy. I think that's too obvious. I think it's too obvious. Yeah. The fact that she shows up is also kind of making you think maybe she, but. Well, so, and so what I think, uh, I think Nicole showing up and this is based off of uh, reading m- many theories on Twitter. I think the garden is trying to uh, keep Waverly in the garden. So one way to do that um... is to create uh you know um a fake nicole yeah and i think that the that she's gonna think that's nicole and there's definitely gonna be uh, a fake nicole waverly uh sex scene and there's gonna be repercussions for that but i thought it was you it looked like you (laughs) but it was you i also think it's interesting there's a line in there in the the previews for the next episode which we'll be watching very soon um, it's an hour from right this second. I know. I'm excited. Uh, there's a line. It's a, it's a Nicole line. And it's, you know, over over picture. So you don't see her deliver it. And she says, I got to get out of this cage. And yes. So I, think, I think that's real, Nicole. I think it is, too. And I, heard, I noticed that. And so, you know, we assume that the guy, uh, weird guy, right? No, weird guy, no. <laughs> he was probably he's black bad so he probably got into the garden through the portal that they that Winona and Nicole were looking for and so if she, if Nicole is is stuck uh you know maybe she's kind of uh near the portal or or just inside the portal maybe she can see what's going on in the garden maybe she sees Nicole and fake uh 
sees fake Nicole and Waverly, you know, being uh being intimate together. Mm. I don't know. I, I just feel okay. like Nicole Nicole's gonna go through some shit. I feel like she's yeah. gonna have a really hard couple episodes. I feel like, yeah. I but then I also think there's no guarantee that what she fell into has anything to do with the garden. True. But I feel like I think it just made it look that way because she falls and then this Nicole. So you kind of your mind goes to like, okay, somehow. But it could be that, you know, she's in a total crap place. But I like your idea of she's somewhere where she can see what's happening and can't stop it. That's that's the kind (laughs) of good character torture that, you know, that you like on dramas like this. Exactly. That you come Um, to expect from Emily Andrus. Oh, here's another note with the the feisty teen Rachel that has shown up. Yes. Um, I'm not always generally a fan of like, oh, they brought in a feisty teen, but I like her. But I think what I'm more excited about is Winona's reaction to feisty teen. (laughs) So I like bring on who you want. Winona reacting to that's going to make me laugh. It's best. And I think she's doing great. Martina, the actress who's Uh playing. Oh, yeah. She's very good. Yeah. I like her. I just sometimes, you know, like shows bring in, oh, we got to get a teen in there. Right. um, You know, but no, she's good. And I feel like there's still going to be a little more to her than meets the eye but oh for sure i really hope she turns into be something super uh supernatural and like just kind of uh, a badass i'm really hoping she turns into something she's already pretty badass but she is i guess we'll time will tell we'll see and there's one thing that i was mel melanie scrofano she did like a an online new zealand a virtual new zealand Mm -hmm. convention uh, where she was up on a big screen. I think somebody periscoped it is how I saw it, but she's up on a big screen. There's there's fans in the room asking her questions, but, you know, because in New Zealand, they've taken care of COVID, so there's That's, no restrictions yes. there. They're a good country. And someone asked her, you know, I'm not going to do a New Zealand accent. They said, you know, how how did you, how did you like, uh, how did it feel calling Nicole daddy or Ni- calling cat daddy? Mm-hmm. Apparently, when Mel Mel improved it that that last time when she said, uh, "Can we keep her, Daddy?" That yeah. was improv. She added I that. Read that somewhere. That's pretty cool. It's awesome. And she said, uh, in reference to, it sounds like something they've just filmed. There's another moment coming up where uh, uh, there's another Nicole Melanie Daddy moment. They are Daddy running with that. They are, and it's enjoyable. <laughs> uh, and also, I noted that the first commercial break during the broadcast does not hit until tw- over, uh, almost 27 minutes into the wow. show, which is crazy. I like that, uh, though. So good. So good. <sighs> anyway, <laughs> that's that. Great episode. Um, uh, you know, Wendy, you and I talked about it earlier. It, it just seems like 402 is going to be... Um, intense and uh crazy and awesome and i can't wait i think there's a whole separate podcast to deal with it because i feel like there's gonna be a lot to deal with (laughs) i think so i think so so we'll see all right there you go uh and when we come back the old guard and we're back hey look who's here it's tara hey guys (laughs) what have you been doing you don't want to know don't right. worry about it. Okay. You don't know my life. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Not that. Just school work. Work. Like You're adult smart. stuff. I, right. Adulting. That's what I've been doing. Yeah. So we're going to talk about The Old Guard. Remember that? Remember that movie? Netflix? I do remember. <laughs> the Old Guard. Uh, I loved it. By, it was great, right? Directed by Deep. Gina Prince Bythewood, written by Greg Rucka. 
starring Charlize Theron and Kiki Lane. Boy, I'm was so this glad a Charlize great has movie. made it despite her hideousness. Yeah. <laughs> so she's overcome her, her strange to, face uh, has got her far. <laughs> hey, Good for her. She oh, has man. done some. She she has the kind of just face and looks. Yeah. She could have just done pretty woman role. She likes to shave her head. She likes to get down mm-hmm. and dirty, do the action, do some fighting roles that like strong women. Good, go get them, Charlie's. <laughs> yeah, she's not afraid to uh, to get dirty. That's for sure. <laughs> no, no, she's not. And she's not afraid to get a little heavier, a little oh, chunkier. Yeah. Yeah, It'd still be good. Yeah, she. What is that? What's that movie called? Um, Tully. Well, she she put on some weight well, for Tully, but Monster was the one Monster, she really Monster, yeah. changed her appearance she and even had like some. Prosthetic. She said she gained like fifty pounds for for Tully, though. Yeah, no. She said she got a little wow. depressed. Actually, that is the most I've ever looked like Charlie's was <laughs> right. <laughs> Tully, I understand that look. Um, yeah, she's no, incredible. she's she's cool. I really like her. Between um, like uh, was Atomic Blonde, Bad Max mm-hmm. Fury Road. Oh yeah, but I forgot about Atomic Blonde. I have yeah. not seen Atomic Blonde yet. Really? You got to yeah. watch it. There's some There's nice fight scenes in that. For sure. Oh, is that what you're calling it? Fight scenes. <laughs> oh, okay. That's There's the some, part I There's like. There's some girl on girl in that movie. With there Charlize. is, but the fight scene was really cool. <laughs> one of those one shot cat. looking kind of things. <laughs> All right. It's on my you list probably now. like it. Yeah. I wasn't that thrilled with the chick. Right. It was fine. She was like a whatever. I mean, I, like, I didn't watch it for Luke that. Warm. I mean, there was yes, Reviews. there was stuff in there, but yeah. anyway, we're not talking about that. We're talking about the old guard, which is awesome, and in Netflix, and it comes out at a time when we can't go to theaters. And what a perfect time for this to come out on Netflix. It's it out during awesome. a very uncertain times, trying times. times, yes, unprecedented times. Are we still we're still saying that, huh? We are till it's over. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, it's a two hour movie it, and it's, it's a movie that could have been a, in, if this movie had been released in theaters, it would have been a blockbuster. Yep. I would hope so. Do, do we agree with that? I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, should we just go through it? Are we going through it? I just want, sure. just want to talk about. Okay. Uh, probably gonna, like at least a, at least a light trampling through its plots. Sure. <laughs> let's, let's trample, trample with us. <laughs> well, I mean, it opens, it opens up. And everyone's already dead. So, short Bummer. movie. <laughs> <laughs> the end. The end. Yep. Uh, and then, of, cor- of course, you know, very, very, if you know, I feel like anyone who sat down to watch this movie already knew that Charlize and her buddies are immortals. So, mm-hmm. it's not a shocker. Except Tara, but... who was looking for a genre kind of superhero movie to watch. I was like, you know, Old Guard is right. Yeah, I had no idea. I I was literally, I, I thought, oh. man, I'm just like, I wish some new superhero movies were out. And when he's like, there's that old guard movie, I had no idea that it was a supernatural thing. But oh, when nice. I watch the previews, they don't try to hide it or anything. No, not at all. So, yeah. And it's actually, it is a comic book movie. It's based on a, a graphic novel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's mm-hmm. not like any comic, it's not, it's not your, uh, your typical comic book movie, which, which I think is what makes it so freaking great. Mm-hmm. Right. It's- same vibe to me as like Warrior Nun, just a little, cool. little on the more darker side. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I haven't gotten too far into. I've only seen the first episode of Warrior Nun. Um, is it? Is there a lot of good character stuff in there, Tara? Yes. Okay. Cool. Definitely that, some um, gay sense. overtones. Undertones. Overtones. What's the know. one? 
subtle, but there. <laughs> huh. Is it over what or is under? It? I don't know. Gay over- overtones. Undertones? undertones. Ooh, I feel like I'd, it's undertones, I, but overtones I, doesn't feel wrong. It feels like it could work. Yeah. Okay. That's tough. One of those. We'll we'll get back to that. <laughs> Some, <laughs> someone, will tell us. <laughs> someone will tell us. Email us. Let us know. So we meet Andy, played by Charlize, and her crew of immortals. And Andy get- is short for Andromache? Andromache? I think she says Andromache. Okay. Pretty sure. Of Scythia. Scythia? <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Scythia sounds like a venereal disease. <laughs> That's unfortunate. <laughs> So Andy and her buddies, Booker, Joe, and Nikki, are uh, they're going to take a job. But Andy's not thrilled about it. She's definitely, she's not into being immortal anymore, it sounds like. Right, she's it's over gotta it. It's got to be exhausting. It's been like um, thousands of years for her. Yeah, yeah. She's over it. But her, her crew convinces her that it's the right thing to do. They're going to go kidnap, uh, kidnap, they're going to go rescue a bunch of kidnapped girls in South Sudan. Mm-hmm. And so they kind of guilt trip her into doing that. Yes, a very well concocted plan. By it a is actually CIA agent. Yeah, Copley, played by Chiwetel Ejiofor. Ooh, nice job. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> well said. So from Serenity. Yeah. Lots of cool things. Great. Yeah, actor. he's been in a lot. I didn't realize he was in Serenity. That's cool. Mm-hmm. So they're they're going to the sedan. They're going to rescue these girls. And very quickly, the you know we are introduced to the violence of this movie, right? There's yeah, a lot of right. graphic violence, a lot of headshots, a lot of you know uh, pink uh, mist, as they call it. <laughs> and they get there, and uh, guess what? No girls. No, and they when they're walking in, they pass the pile of shoes, mm-hmm. and so yeah. they went pretty far, pretty deep to try to fool these this team to go into this room, this underground bunker yeah. sort of room. Impressive. Mm-hmm. Actually, so they call this scene when they when the Andy and her buddies get into that room. It's called the kill floor. That's what like the production called it, or I guess it's in the script. And it's a trap, and they are gunned down violently, <laughs> brutal of ways. Oh my god! They're pretty much just uh, annihilated. Yeah, bullets. I wondered how they're going to come. I mean, well, considering it's like the first just- droid. Couple scenes in the movie, you figure, they'll, right? But they'll it goes to show right. that they are, yeah. they're, they are immortal and they can come back yeah. from from a lot, a lot of things. stuff. <laughs> yeah, and pretty quickly, actually, you know, yeah, uh, considering. And so they're lying on the floor, and there's a. We see the shot again. The first time, I think the opening shot of the movie is is we see Andy lying on the floor dead, mm-hmm. and then I think we get that same shot, and she has this like creepy death smile on her face. But then, like, she blinks or something. So they're slowly coming back to life. And some great shots of, like, wounds healing. Yep. <laughs> bullets being pushed out of, you know, bullet holes. Like, very, very cool stuff. And then they uh, they completely annihilate these bunch of dudes. <laughs> First of all, I was like, if you are thinking that these people are immortal in any way, shape, or form, you're just going to gun them down and then be like, oh, all right, I'm going to go on my 30-minute lunch break. <laughs> like, uh, you know, I, yeah, I think I would take more precautions. Then? you're right there was not really a plan there like they should have immediately started like cuffing them putting them in right. chain, like unless something. unless okay look this is a top secret kind of thing there's a good chance those guys in that room had no idea they were going to down immortals they were just told this group is going to show up and you kill them they may have no clue 
uh, the, whoever set this up may just said, look, we're just going to take these people out. They're not going to tell them. By the way, they might come back to life, so be ready. Right. If these guys, people came back to life and shot these people, then they're like, okay, well, that just proves. But then who's there to really capture them after that if they That's were the really thing. wanting to capture them? So, yeah, there's no right. plan here. Right, there was so, no plan. This is uh, fight scene number one, and it is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a cool mix of guns, hand-to-hand combat, and like swords, and Andy's got an axe, which is pretty dope. Um, and something that this this scene highlights or sort of sets the tone of, and this is something that director Gina was very um, conscious of, is she wanted everything to be well-lit enough that you could see what was actually happening. Oh, that's Which is nice. I like that. Very nice. So, you know, how many times have we, have you been in an action, see, watching an action movie, you have no idea what's going on. Like, yeah, quick cut. That is one thing I notice with Winona often, that is often so dark that I can't mm-hmm. tell what's happening. Mm-hmm. So I do appreciate it will. I don't need it to feel gritty and realistic, not in that way, at least. Right. And I feel like that's done when, you know, to cover up, you know, maybe you're you're switching out your actors for some stunt mm-hmm. work or, you know, you have to the editing, you have to edit around a bad performance. This is not the case. This movie, it seems like you are watching these actors uh, all the way through these fight scenes. Yeah. You Was sure, there you- any idea about if Charlize did her own stunts or how much of it she did? I think there's a she does a lot. She referred to the fact that like in other films like Atomic Blonde or Mad Max, like you, you know, all the the training and the fight scenes. So this one was tough in a way that this woman has been around for ever, you know, for mm-hmm. for centuries or however long. So yeah. there's all sorts of different fighting styles and the, her efficiency and and she had to be a master of a lot of things. And so that made the training even more. Uh, you know, difficult just because there's you couldn't just like okay, this is her fighting style. Go. This was like she knows this, she knows this, she knows this, she knows swords, she knows all these things, and so they yeah. would kind of lock in on some that maybe she was more comfortable with and hmm. work more on those, you know, as far as. But yeah, I think she did a fair amount. If you know, probably awesome. maybe not all, but um, but she did similar in Atomic Blonde, where there's a lot of you see it's her, and it's hmm. a long extended take, and there's no getting around seeing her face yeah so then we go and meet niall who's a marine she's in afghanistan she's the leader of what's called a marine fet team which is female engagement team and this is a real thing these these exist yeah basically the they were established because you know male soldiers were going into a culture where men and women can't talk right it's prohibited for women to, to to talk to men that they don't really know so they create this team of, of female soldiers to go in and try to get information and, you know, try to kind of do the things that the men uh, aren't able to do. I love this scene. Yeah, it was uh, great. Even before it gets like horrible and tragic, just to see three. How, when's the last time you saw three soldiers go in and do their thing? Three female soldiers, sorry, go in and do their thing. They just looked like they knew what they were doing the whole time. Mm-hmm. It was great. I really enjoyed that part. So they're looking for somebody and the the sort of the the leader of these local village women signals very subtly to Niall that the dude you're looking for he's over there so she busts in it goes horribly wrong she shoots mm-hmm. him and then he, she's trying to save his life and oh. he slices her throat and it's fucked up and sad yeah. oh yeah heartbreaking up. very graphic but also there's no question of whether or not she uh was dead right yeah. <laughs> Yes, and her friend, the other female soldier, tries to save her, yeah. basically holding her neck to the rest of her body. And yeah, yeah. she so she w- clearly watches her die. 
Yeah. Exactly. Good point. Yes. So then we are back with the immortals on a train and each of them have a dream about Niall. And in turn, Niall dreams about them. And so we, we oh, we learned that <laughs> Niall is the first immortal, new immortal in 200 years. Mm-hmm. And it's decided that Andy's going to go get her and the other guys are going to go um, back to France, I think, right? France? Yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. Let's, say, let's say France. So then we're back with Niall. Her team comes to visit her in the med uh, the med tent, tent. She does not have a scar. And that's yeah. Her team's a little freaked out. They're a little and, freaked out. Yeah. No, they're not dum dums. They're not ready to just <laughs> write it off to oh, I saw something. You know, yeah. they yeah. know something's up, and they pretty much shun her right it's away. A, yeah. yeah, and I mean she's freaked out too, but like clearly. They're not gonna, they're not like, wow, no, this is crazy. Are you okay? Like, let's talk about it. They're like, ugh, get away from me. Like, it's not, mm-hmm. she's not really supported by these. No, no. Which she's not embraced for the miracle that, that has happened to her. <laughs> she is not. Uh, so then we cut to, we meet our bad guy. Dudley Dursley is our bad guy. <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> he is a bad man. He's got a, he's got a look. He's born to be a bad guy. Mm-hmm. So his name is Merrick. And which I thought was, it sounded like a real company to me, a real pharmaceutical right. company. Definitely. Yeah. And he's, he's the one that's hired Copley to, to, to get the immortals and to, you know, to, to capture them. And I'm sure it's all for good. I'm sure it's all very good reasons that he wants to, uh, to <laughs> capture these guys. Right. Right. Good. At least Copley, he has his good reasons, but uh, he does. soon finds out that that's not shared by Merrick. <laughs> <laughs> no. So we quickly learned that Niall, as you say, she's being shunned by the entire base, really. Right. There's definitely alluding to the fact that they're going to be taking her somewhere. Yes. They're going to they're inspected. That's right. Which doesn't sound good. Doesn't yeah. sound like a good thing. Mm-hmm. And luckily, right before she's going to be taken to go get tested, Andy shows up and gets mm-hmm. her the hell out of there. Yeah. Yep. Kicks so. Mars. She she does, and so there. <laughs> she puts her in the back of a Humvee. Niall gets out, and uh, Andy shoots her <laughs> right in the head. <laughs> Just you know, you got to prove a gotta point. Do. Yeah, you know. Andy's really annoyed by Niall, basically. She's just like, ugh, just get in the, like, get in the goddamn yeah, right. <laughs> Please. Because Niall's like one. a real hero, man. She's got, kicked her way out of the Humvee. Yeah. She's trying to make a run for it. Yeah. <laughs> so she's highly skilled. <laughs> she really is. Andy's having none of it. <laughs> she's not impressed. So she puts her on a plane. Andy puts her on a plane. It's it's a, a Russian, Russian drug lord's plane. And, you know, Niles has questions, and Andy's not really giving her a lot of answers. So Andy takes a nap. <laughs> She's tired. You know, she had a long Even day. Even immortals got to sleep. This scene leads into the best scene in the movie, as far as I'm concerned. So when Andy wakes up, she realizes that Niall has tied her up, and she's got the- Niall has the pilot's gun, and shit is hitting the fan. You know, Andy plays a trick on her with the pilot, which is brilliant. I love that. Yeah, that was great. And it comes back later, too. He, that's right. right. He, he tells him, back. she tells him in Russian to play dead. Yeah. So this fight scene that, th- this the, the fight scene on the plane is fantastic. And I have some facts for you about this fight scene. Okay. Do tell. It took, it took four days to shoot. Wow. It's the very first scene that they shot on the movie. Mm. 
and they built the plane on a sound stage on a bunch of hydraulics. So like when the plane's actually moving, they huh. are feeling it. The actors are moving, nice. moving along with it. And there's no there's no flying walls, so it's all very confined. You know, it makes you feel like you're really in there with them. And it's all natural lighting from the outside, so they could shoot from any angle they wanted to. That's really cool. And there's no again, there's the 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 lighting there's no hiding what they're doing. It looks like to me, it looks like it's both of those actors the entire time. I bet it is for most of it anyway. Right. Yeah, it didn't didn't look different to me. That's no. pretty cool. It's incredible. Wow. Yeah, it's a great scene. And I like you can tell how Andy's started like starting to enjoy the the fight, the back and forth, <laughs> yeah. and the because uh, <laughs> like, now she's kind of getting like encouraged almost. almost right. that, oh wow, right. there's this one knows what she's doing a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> and Niall's getting some hits in. She's getting you know she's actually getting a couple hits mm-hmm. in on Andy. One thing I like too the the I've seen it all veteran and the new like mm-hmm. I'm still not understand what's happening. And there are a couple of nice moments I like that when they she finds out it's a Russian drug dealer who it was. It's like oh how could you work with it? You know this is this is horrible person. Like sometimes and the quote is sometimes you got to work with people you don't want to eat with. And I like that from the sense of like hmm. I've seen so many worse people, so many bad people, so many. This is a low. This is a dude. He runs the drugs. Whatever you got to use them to get the bigger picture in. You know I like that whole. It's huge to you. For me, it's like just another bad guy in a lifetime of seeing middling bad guys like this. Yes. Um, and, and I do like that they made, made Niall more like religious where Andy's like, there's no God. There's nothing. He's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, there is. And I'm into that one. And I like that they had that aspect of her character. Um, she even says, you know, I, at one point I was revered as a God. Andy yeah, says that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So she's impressed. She actually asks her name. She's like, oh, what's your name? Uh, so then we see she takes them back to she takes Niall back to their church hideout with the other other immortal guys. We meet we find out that Nikki and Joe are soulmates, and they met during the Crusades where they lovers. killed each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what was that? Sorry, Three what? Lovers. Which I even what, okay. The first time I noticed that there that might be a thing was when was it on the train when they were sleeping, kind of cuddling. Oh, right, they're spooning. Uh-huh. There was some point they were spooning, and I remember thinking, "Are they just cold, or is that like a thing?" Because I, but in my mind, I don't remember seeing that that had been like referred to okay. before yeah. that moment. But it may have been, and I just didn't pick up on it. So I don't think it was. I think you're right. I think that's when we found yeah. out. We also learned that sometimes, uh, eventually, immortals will just not heal one day, which right. is that will definitely yeah. come back. They're just mm-hmm. done, just done, and then I'll. They tell Niall a story. Oh, Niall has a dream. So she's woken up from a nightmare. Uh, she had a dream about a woman drowning in an iron coffin. This is terrifying. Oh, my this God. This is terrifying. <laughs> Holy crap. It made me a little sick. I was like, oh, that sounds uh, horrific. Yeah. Horrifying. Basically drowning over and over again, Ugh. essentially. It's like the worst. And, you know, they show it. They show you. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. So we learned that this is Quinn. And this was the first immortal that Andy ever found. And uh, during these flat, you see flashbacks, which are great. I love the flashbacks. Oh yeah, those are so cool. And you know, uh, Andy's got a real kind of destroyer of nations vibe uh, in these flashbacks. She's very Xena esque. Uh, very much. Flashbacks. Are they special friends? We well, there there's some over undertones of that. Okay. I'm sure they over for <laughs> a couple of nights and decided to just do what yeah. they did. Okay. Yeah. On the stairs. On the stairs. (laughs) Whatever do you mean, Wendy? What is that referencing? (laughs) So they were both accused of witchcraft because they keep 
They keep yeah. dying and then coming back, of course. Which is interesting, yeah. Which is interesting yeah. that these, like, villagers could capture them. You know what I'm saying? Like, they survived Fair. this whole time in some... Yeah, do you know, the pitchfork. Uh, right. Yeah, that's right. fair. That's interesting. Yeah. So, you know, they're they're being held prisoner. Quinn is then locked up in an Iron Maiden and thrown overboard in the middle of the ocean. And it's horrible. And you see oh, her dra- drown. Like the shot of her like just drowning and, and, and oh, dying and waking up and drowning and waking up. Like just for like hundreds of years, we yes. think mm-hmm. that she's done this. That's it's, horrible. Yes. Ugh. It stresses me out. <laughs> they did such a good job of, of portraying mm-hmm. that fear that pain and the fear oh mm-hmm. man ugh. and just being underwater in the dark and you're just <sighs> over oh god good thing yeah. about to go to bed this will be a fun night <laughs> it's awful and you know uh, andy never finds her she never she's not able to rescue quinn and i'm sure that, you know obviously this is this has been hard for andy to deal with and she's got some baggage <laughs> right <laughs> Imagine a lifetime of being immortal. You get a lot of bad. Right. And so Niall is being introduced to this. Like, this is her life now, right? So it's a little much. And I like how they portrayed her, how they portrayed her as like, what the hell's going on? No one would tell me. You can't get mad at me if you're not going to tell me what's going on. And rightfully um, frustrated. Yeah, and absolutely. So she goes outside. She needs some air. And she and Andy have a, have a, a nice scene outside. And while they're outside having a chit-chat, the uh, church is attacked by some of Merrick's dudes. And when they come back, Nikki and Joe are gone. And Booker is shot up to hell. That was messed up. hole in his stomach. Innards were coming out. That yeah. was ridiculous. I was like, how? And I was wondering if he was going to come back for that. Right. That F- <laughs> just uh, stuffed them all back in. Pretty much. Yeah, it's horrible. That was not right. Graphic. Graphic. Oh. Cool, but messed up. <laughs> and so... Andy decides, okay, you know what? We're going to go get Joe and Nikki back. Yeah. Right. But she's got it. Niall's got to wait for the signal. Yes. <laughs> you'll, you'll know it when you see it. She's, yeah. She's gone out to take care of the uh, intruders on her and own. And she does. So this is fight scene number Boy, three. She. Mm-hmm. And she, like, you know what? Charlie's Throne. Badass, she's man. really good at this stuff. Yep. It's another mixture of, like, sword and gun. Again, lots of blood pretty brutal yeah and the way that when niall walks in and sees the way they have been slain she yeah. realizes oh this person is just a psychopath murderer <laughs> you know, yeah. almost like a killing machine yeah right and again it's like you know niall had a hard time killing that one dude right yeah like how, how is she going to possibly do this for the rest of uh, her you know eternity or whatever right and again this is like you know what Gina and uh, the writer have done here is really create like this is what this is why it's not like a comic book movie, right? There's character, there's depth, there's you you see the struggle that this Nile character is going through. You see what and like it's just there's so much here that it's not just an action movie, right? It's a drama. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, it's you know it's it's just exceptional. Anyway, uh, so <laughs> then uh, they get the signal because you know. Something explodes. <laughs> yeah. And he blows something up. And uh, they get away. Next, we are in one of the best scenes in any action movie I've ever seen. We're in the armored van with Nikki and Joe. They're surrounded by dudes. <laughs> Joe is worried that Nikki isn't waking up. And so he's really concerned. And he wakes up. And one guy jokes like, what is he, your boyfriend? <laughs> 
and Joe goes into the best monologue. Yeah, he goes off. If you'll allow me, <laughs> please. This is my favorite scene of the movie. He responds with, you're a child to the guard. You're a child, an infant. Your mocking is just infantile. He is not my boyfriend. This man is more to me than you can dream. He's the moon when I'm lost in darkness and warmth when I shiver in cold, and his kiss will thrill me even after millennia. His heart overflows with a kindness of which this world is not worthy of. I love this man beyond measure and reason. He is not my boyfriend. He's all and he is more. And I love Charlize. That was my favorite scene in the movie. I thought that, you know, because I think the thing I love about like a movie like this is like what what perspective on daily, the the current existence, whatever Mm. they're in, do people that have seen everything and live through everything have? And this I love the moment of like, oh, it's two dudes. (laughs) And they'll have this incredible like response in such a cool delivery. I'm like, yeah, this is someone who knows like. Oh my god, this guy's a yeah. Guy. And the guard has no response. He's just yeah. like basically, <laughs> basically, yeah. He he turns to Nikki from the last line and says he's all and he is more. And then Nikki just says you're an incurable romantic. And, they, <laughs> and the guards are just like I do. We, I don't know what to do with this. Pull them apart. But that that line that scene was just to have that and in an action movie to yes. have that in a, like, mm-hmm. a basically female led kick ass action movie to have to take the time to have one man to declare his eternal love for another man in a way of like, I can't even with you stupid guards. That was, <laughs> it was brilliant. It's the best. It, I loved it. I did too. And you know, you, you're not going to get a sin, scene like this in a, a movie directed by a, a straight white guy. You're, Dude, you're you don't get know. scenes like this in a, in movies about gay men, right. you know, like, right. I feel like you get other scenes, but like just a scene like just with that kind of unashamed on you know just yeah. like unabashedly like i mean you get soulmate. good scenes but i'm just saying like mm-hmm. i just yeah. loved this right. like true soulmate kind of thing but you're right white man directing this mm, not gonna happen not, not going in there. and so when they were the gina listened to a couple of podcasts and gina the director was talking about the first time that they went to screen this movie for an audience she was nervous she said, no matter what, I was not going to lose this scene. I just, we weren't sure how people were going to react. And mm-hmm. she said the reaction in this, you know, during the scene was people were cheering at the end of it and they were like super excited. And then, you know, at the end, they get like note cards of like, what would you change? And what would, you know, no, ne- not one person mentioned a negative thing about that scene. So good. that's cool. awesome. That is a good thing. Yeah. Anyway, oh, so then, like, then, <laughs> then next time you cut to them, they've complete, they've killed all the guards in the back of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way. <laughs> Which is awesome. Which is great. Uh, they deserved it. Anyways, so then uh, we we see Joe and Nikki meet Merrick, our big evil genius bad guy. Yep. And we learn that he wants <laughs> to experiment on them. And it seems like Copley's not as thrilled uh, with this plan anymore. Right. He's kind of catching on that Merrick's intentions are not for, you know, science and for helping people. Because yes. Copley has a wife that died oh, of, right. yes, was it cancer? Yes. Some kind so, yeah. of complication. Yeah. And uh, he thinks that the genes from these immortal people can help others and saving others and formulate some kind of cure. Yeah. Uh, but he, that's why he got into this, not to experiment on people. Yeah. So. So, you know, you're starting to feel for Copley a little bit, starting to feel bad for him. And then we go back to another hideout, a new hideout with Andy and Niall and Booker. And Andy realizes she's not healing, guys. Oh, her time's up. Yeah, not a good time. And we learn that Booker, 
left behind a family. And he tells the story of how it's it's just very sad. Brooker's very sad. And that's why he drinks all the time. Because yeah. <laughs> he does. He drinks in every scene. <laughs> yeah. He's very relatable. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I get it. I get it. <laughs> and then Andy goes to the CVS <laughs> to get some first aid. And the cashier. That's a nice scene with the woman. Yeah, I like that a lot. I did like that. Very nice. Very, very kind of simple, but but nice scene. And, you know, this is, you know, I wish I had come up with this on my own. This is an example of uh, Andy seeing the good in humanity, right? Because up until mm-hmm. this point, it, the whole thing with Andy is like, well, why am I fighting for a yeah. world that's not getting any better? Right? That's Andy's whole struggle. Yeah. And so she sees that this random stranger is willing to help her. And maybe it's a bit of, you know, Andy's seeing humanity as like a positive again. I read that. I didn't make that up. (laughs) Can't take credit. You weren't deep thinking about that one night. I wish, man. I wish I could. (laughs) And so, so we learn more about Niall and her family and that her, her dad was a soldier who died in action. Her mom sounds like a badass who kind of kept her, her, the family together. I think Andy says like, oh, you come from warriors. Uh, to Nile, which mm-hmm. I thought was really was cool. A nice line. Yeah, it's yeah. A nice line. And uh, we learned that you know Andy is definitely struggling with the whole uh, Quinn thing, and she broke a promise to her, and so because of that, she's she wants to go get Joe, Joe and Nikki back. And Booker happens to know where Copley is. Oh, that's convenient. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Hmm. Let's go. So they get to where they're gonna go, and uh, you know, figure out what the hell's going on with Copley. And Niall's like, you know what? I don't think I'm gonna go with you guys. <laughs> Again, because she, you know, she was having a hard time with the one dude that he that she killed, who who ended up killing her. Like it was, he wasn't even a good guy, right? But she wants to spend time with her family, and so Niall, uh, Andy's like, "Okay, you can go." <laughs> but in doing that, Niall realizes that the gun that Booker gave to Andy was actually empty with no bullets, and so she's like, "Oh crap!" Booker's right. sent it, setting Set her up, up. yeah. <clears throat> and then it's a, it's a trap, right? They set another trap for Andy, mm-hmm. and Copley is explaining to Andy his motivation for doing this. And then she realizes that Booker betrayed them all yes. because he wants it to end, right? He just wants to die. Essentially, he wants to. He wants to. He wants if he he feels like if the scientists can figure out how they are living, that they can also figure out how they can die. Hmm. Yep. And he thinks again. Kind of along the lines of we're going to help people in some way or, you know, like it won't hurt anyone. Yeah. That sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so naive for someone that's been alive for hundreds of years. <laughs> exactly. Wishful thinking. <laughs> and then we, they also realize, uh, Booker realizes that Andy's not healing. He's, he, feels, shit. he feels pretty bad about it pretty quickly. Just in time for the Merrick thugs to show up and takes them all to the lab. Mm, it's never good when you go to the lab. No, you don't. You don't want to go to the lab. <laughs> no, nothing never. good happens there. And so Niall shows up to to at Copley's, and he's like, "Who are you?" And she shoots herself in the foot to show her him oh, who Lord. she is. That's a pretty brutal way to. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I wouldn't have that confidence yet to just right. shoot my own foot <laughs> like the second time. Yeah, I, I mean, because that shit hurts. Yeah, yeah, a lot. you might heal, but it's gonna hurt. I feel like there's a better way to do that, but eh. well, she was in the moment. She was, and then Copley shows Niall all the good that Andy and the other guys have done, and you know, again, this is kind of helping helping to to bring Niall over to their side of like, well, like we can do a lot of good, and mm-hmm. she's like, all right, well, then let's go to the lab together. He takes her to the lab, 
And she's like, you're not coming with me, dude. Like, you'll be dead in two seconds. So he (laughs) he stays downstairs. And Niall goes up alone. And she is a badass. Mm -hmm. There's some great stuff. She's had enough and she wants to go help her friends. And there's some great music in this particular section of the movie during this this sort of really one big, huge fight scene with a bunch of little fight scenes in it. But um, some really cool music choices. You know, Merrick gets Andy's axe. As soon as he, ha- as soon as somebody hands him the axe, I was like, oh, she's totally going to kill him with that axe. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> He's so dead. And, you know, Niall does a great job of rescuing these guys. And because now they all know that Andy is compromised, right? She's, she's hurt. Right. She's not yeah. healing. I like this where they, yeah, they've kind of formulated a, yeah a wall around her with their bodies <laughs> and took all just, the bullets uh, for her. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, let me just say, I'm glad that the newly chosen immortal Niall, I'm, I don't know what thing in the universe decided who would be immortal, but I'm glad they picked a Marine with training. Like what if they just pick some <laughs> girly girl who just never liked to fight and was like, Oh, now I got to do all that, you know, right. but they picked someone who was already trained. Sure. So that's a good call on the universe's part. Well, all the other immortals, they were all soldiers first, right? True. So, Joey, so maybe it's a soldier thing. I think it's a soldier thing. Yeah. That's good. It is, it is lucky that she is really freaking good. Yeah. She's already good. And right. And uh, yeah. She's like special ops. Yeah. Yeah. Special seriously. ops. And it's again, very well lit fight scenes. You can actually see what's going on. There's a great fight scene between Andy and this like huge big dude. And Andy grabs a, f- <laughs> she grabs a fire axe. And uh, she just kicks this dude's ass. It was great. <laughs> Another, like, just example of how badass that Charlie's Throne is. Like, you you believe that she could actually take down this huge dude. I believe she could, <laughs> honestly. Right. At this point in her career. <laughs> she, training, probably, I would hope so. she probably could. <laughs> yeah. And so they are, they get into Merrick's penthouse and the elevator's going down. So everybody rushes downstairs. Andy and Niall have a nice scene. And then guess who shows up? Guess who's not in the elevator? Uh-oh. It's Merrick. Merrick Dursley. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) And there's a great callback to that, you know, does he speak Russian scene in the very beginning, you know, in in that airplane fight scene. And this is a great, great little sequence. It happens very quickly. A lot goes on Mm -hmm. in this quick little sequence, but you know, we get, we get to see Andy hit him with the ax, but we also get to see Niall literally take him down (laughs) and go with him. Yeah. Yeah. Cool shot. And, you know, then Niall lands in this car. It's very upsetting. That was looking, too. <laughs> yeah. It was so over. Yep. The fingers oh, are all the Everything's oh. facing the wrong way. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. everything starts to, like, <laughs> snap back together. <laughs> Still got to hurt. Yikes. Mm. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> so <But> it does. <laughs> it does. And so they said, okay, they're going to kick Booker out for 100 years. He can't play with them anymore. <laughs> and they're going to make Copley exactly drop in the bucket. Copley's going to be part of their team. He's going to be kind of like their Bosley. Like he's going to yeah, they're Bosley. <laughs> right, he is totally the Bosley. Intel. And he gets to be a good guy, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then so. they pretty much don't give him a choice. They do not. Yeah, true. <laughs> and it's a great way to end the movie. Like the you know the four of them now are standing there. Like you're going to go kick some ass. And then the movie's not over yet. No, no. We go with Booker, who's drinking himself into oblivion. Well, because they kicked him out. They did for 100 years. Right. That's he's right. lonely. <laughs> yes, he's lonely he and lonely. sad. That is lonely. 
And someone is, uh, he has a visitor basically in his apartment. Ooh. It's Quinn. Whoa. <sighs> oh, Drowning God. no more. Gotta be so pissed. She doesn't seem happy. I mean, she seems kind of, she seems like she's doing okay. She looks good. But she's not. Yeah, she looks good. good. Yeah. We're <laughs> drowning a thousand times in a row. Probably like a million times. Oh, God. I know. Oh, like and that's how. And what was that like? Well, that, I, well, it's funny you ask. I feel like we're going to find out mm-hmm. in yeah. the sequel. Yeah, sequel. And why did she go to the bad guy or the, the guy, the man that betrayed the ball and not, yeah. she didn't go back to Andy. Yeah. She bitter about something. Oh, she bitter. You know, they did have, they also with Niall had that scene at the end, I believe it was around when they kicked Booker out about, I think it was then where she kind of like, do I go back to my family at all? Because that was her right. thing when she looked the first time. She's like, look, it's going to be a f- several years before they figure out I'm not aging or that I'm staying the same and I can have those years. And then she decides it would be too hard. They already think she's dead and it would be too hard to open those wounds and yeah, for her yeah. own selfishness. Which yeah, was- it's a tough. Tough decision, but she does it. Yeah. And uh, so it sounds like we are getting a sequel. Yeah. Yay. Which is mm-hmm. great. You know, she, Charlize Theron, I, she's just incredible. She's really good. I watched the, I think you watched it too, Wendy, the panel. The, her, her, you know, she had her own panel at San Diego Comic-Con. Um, very serious person. She seems like very earnest. <laughs> uh, yeah. I wouldn't want to hang out with her or have a beer with her, but I would definitely... I'll keep watching her movies for sure. Okay, Cat, if Charlie's <laughs> called you up and said, "Hey Cat, I'm in town. Would you like to grab a beer?" You would say no. Is this what you're saying? You caught me in a lie. Of course. <laughs> of course. I'm not saying but, you would enjoy it as much as you would hope to. If it would be personality awkward. is not yeah. one that you <laughs> connect talk with. about. But you would not say no. You're right. You're right. I was thinking we need to ha- we need a movie with Charlize Theron and Mackenzie Davis just kicking each other's ass for two oh, hours. Yeah, straight. that'd be nice. Yes, I'm here for oh, that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> Let's have that movie. That is that is a good idea. <laughs> God, I wish that was on the horizon. And that's it. I, that's movie. Mackenzie in the seat. Well, I guess you've already got your team, so it's not like she can be. Well, she could be a bad guy. True. I'm okay with that. Yeah. yeah. Fun fact: the DP. One, there's two DPs. Uh, one of the t- DPs, Tammy Raker, she was also the DP on the Incredibly True Adventures of Two Women in Love. Mm. Oh, I haven't seen that's, that. One. You haven't seen that? Oh, that's on. That's yeah. on my list of like favorite lesbian films. But quite a departure uh, <laughs> from that movie. If you've ever seen it, it's a very sort of indie indie movie. And how cool is it to see her on this movie? Such a big budget kind of thing. And yeah, and it's the same. I think it's called the company Sky Dancer is the studio. Same studio as uh, the last Terminator movie. So it seems uh-huh. like they are they are trying to make female driven action movies. And you know, the woman of color director, the editors, woman of color. I can't wait to see what the studio comes out with next. But this is a great movie. And if you haven't seen it, go watch it. Maybe a couple yeah, times. If you listen to us and you've not watched this, we're going to tell you right now. What are you doing? It's 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 everything. This podcast, like the women, the action, the genre. Yeah. There's gay. It's men, but <laughs> and who knows? What, what? Who knows? What we're going to find out between Andy and Gwen back in the day. It's definitely the over undertones so. there. <laughs> yeah, that's my new favorite. <laughs> over undertones well yeah go watch go watch the movie if you haven't yet 
that's our last uh, last note for you. But our recap does not do it justice. That's for not sure. At all. No, it does no. not. Why let's not talk about what happens? We can go watch it for yourself. Of course, if you haven't seen it, we just spoiled it all. So hopefully, <laughs> unless, unless, yeah. Uh, what do you what do you do? It, right? We ruined it. Sorry, you probably should have bailed out earlier. But yeah, uh, that's your fault. <laughs> anyway, all right. Well, let's wrap this baby up and. Uh, Somebody's got to get to bed. This is me. So I'll check for I gotta go rewatch Twitter. my Nona again. Yeah, oh my God. At least three more times tonight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> at least last five minutes. Stop podcast on the Twitter. And she at Cheater and Out Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And you can always send us an email to SheNerdsOut at gmail.com. And if you enjoy the snop, if you like the snop, support the snop. You can subscribe, uh, review, and leave us a rating. That would be dope. All right. That's the second time you've used the word dope. Like <laughs> That's it. my new thing. I'm trying it out. <laughs> How's it working? Okay. That's, yeah, I dig it. <laughs> All right. It's done. I guess. Yeah, I guess. So. All right. On that dope note, <laughs> nerds out. She nerds out. We're girls that like girls that like dirty things.